0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I don't know when you're listening, so I'm going to say all three of those just so you can't say that I got it wrong. Jeremy here. Just popping in before episode eight to ask that if you like what you're hearing and you're having a blast like we are, uh, please go and leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. We're trying to build a robust community here of fellow nerds and fellow fun seekers, and ratings and reviews help us immensely in climbing the ladder of visibility, so to speak. We want to thank you so, so much for your continued listenership. We appreciate you more than you know. Fantasy Pants does not exist without each and every one of you, so uh, I guess you could say that you all are the real heroes of this story. And without further ado, I'm going to shut the fuck up and we're going to get into episode 8 of Fantasy Pants. Enjoy!
1: Storyteller Oren here, looking to fill you in on the latest excitement to befall our heroes. After storming away from the rather skeevy luminary agent named Rune Roussang, our luminaries took a turn towards criminality to see their goals met. After spending the day at Zebulon's stepmother's, the two snuck back into Rune's office and claimed many a prize. A recording diamond. Filled with footage of their exploits on Tythos. Two writs of passage to the world of Subsunko. A map of a place known as the Dinsing Night Market. And finally, a potential ally in the registered total sidekick, John Franklin. Having pulled off their burglary, the two flee the scene of the crime. But what is it they must seek out in the world of Subsunko? Well... We'll just have to wait and see. Whew. Well,
2: so it's so it's John Franklin, not John. It, you he... said a pretty hard ja. Yeah, you
0: did.
1: He says it weird in the accent. All right,
2: John it, Franklin. Then
0: it's, it's I, look, so I didn't it's say anything. Throw each
1: other or and say it wrong. All right, go bring it up with that guy. He's fired. Yeah, well, <laughs> <He's laughs> fired. We, we, we have
0: no way of knowing what's going on anymore. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's true. All right. Hey. Stephen, David, focus. I'm here. No banter, no Sorry. distractions. We got a lot to get through. You're still on the Radiance. It's What? This episode seventeen, twenty? Close. Twenty six. Sixty nine. Uh, oh, yeah, just about. And you're still no, it's here, eight,
2: right? It's eight. We uh, barely even yeah, scratched is, the yeah, surface is eight. of the this book. Is eight.
1: Yeah, it's eight. eight. Eight episodes too many, but you're still alive. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Hopefully we last a lot longer than eight. Like under- we we almost didn't last two. Right. It's
2: I true. understand the character death lurks around every corner, but um,
0: yeah, let's get through episode eight at least. All right. All
1: right I, I,
0: I'd like that. We'll try.
1: We'll get through it. We'll I'm, get through I'm,
0: it. I'm sure the listeners would like that too.
1: Uh, we ought to touch base on a couple things before we really get into it. First of all, I apologize everyone for my uh, terrible audio this week. I'm a bit under the weather. Uh, but we are trying to meet a strict timetable, so we're, we're we're doing this anyway because you know what? We're we're into it. We're having fun. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's all for you guys. All for you guys. <laughs> Jeremy's gonna have so much fun editing this voice this week.
2: And you look worse than you sound.
1: Yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, First of all, I have a bit of a, an announcement. Uh, we are going to have, and this is pretty exciting because. You know, we are super fledgling. Our first guest star next week. Yeah, this is really exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty stoked.
0: It's going to be awesome.
1: So look forward to hearing Stomp on this. uh, If you're aware of the uh, Sounds Like a Search and Rescue podcast, uh, basically a podcast discussing search and rescue efforts and uh, hiking in the the White Mountains. it's fantastic. Uh, really cool energy, and uh, Stomp is such a cool guy. Uh, we're talking about luminaries and heroes here. Now, there's a local luminary for you all. Uh, dedicates so much time and effort to Sioux search and rescue, and, and Stephen here actually is a, is a big part of the search and rescue um, for the Pemigewasset Valley. So, yeah, look really those, cool stuff.
2: Definitely look those guys up. You can you can find them if you search for sounds like a search and rescue podcast or S L A S A R. If you search that on your
0: Podcatcher, they should come up.
1: Hell yeah! And next week, get ready to meet Stomp as we we throw him into our crazy world with us. He has uh,
0: no idea what's coming. <laughs> no
1: idea. It is going to be a blast.
2: I, I think I think he's I think he's just as excited as we are. Though we've, <laughs> yeah. we've been texting back and forth with him, and he's he's pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. So he's got his character rolled up, and yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Yep.
1: Hell yeah. Um, my other uh, plug I need to bring up here. We discussed this last time, and we've uh, we've pretty much at this point. Uh, lifted the veil here on the fact that we're going to be using sidekicks in this campaign. Uh, we have two player characters, and I intend to, to run them through the, the, you know, the gauntlet, so to speak. So I have given them both uh, sidekick options. Uh, Jules Laroche, as we've seen, has chosen Chester Damn to straight. be his sidekick, and we've been—we'll uh, get to that in a moment because Chester, just so you know, has leveled up. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, excellent. Uh, he's now going to be a level two sidekick. Right. He's basically playing a, a a sort of ranger archetype sidekick. And, uh, Perfect. sort of off screen, we had some discussions, and Jean Franklin was chosen of the three, uh, brigands that attacked to be Zebulon's sidekick. That's yeah. why we've, last session, he's, he's, he's sort of out, out in the world now to be grabbed up and, and join our, our quest at some point. So I, I need to, uh, take the moment here to, 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 uh, Shout out to Paul Metzger from DMs Guild because I was using his Sidekicks Essentials. Um, what would the word be? Add on. Sure, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, add thank on works. Yeah, add on to Thank the, you, Paul. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Uh, really cool stuff. Check out DMs Guild if you're a dungeon master who wants to, you know, freshen up the game. Normally, Sidekicks come in three different flavors, and there's just not a lot to them. Uh, Paul Metzger gives you a bunch of new options, and they're generally kind of more simplified versions of the various classes. So. It's very fun, very cool. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, when you had mentioned sidekicks, I, I I had never really dealt with a sidekick, so I didn't know that there were just those three very basic forms of sidekick. And and immediately my mind went to, oh great, maybe I'll choose a paladin class that would work really well with Zebulon. Mm. So when a paladin showed up as a choice, that was that was my uh, that was my immediate pick.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah, and uh, stay stay tuned because we might see those two other. Uh, Two other runes goons at some point around, Yeah, I so. don't think
0: we're done with those assholes. So. <laughs> <laughs> nope. They've now become I don't, I don't believe so. I think I think we're I think we've automatically made some uh We've made some enemies. Some enemies. Yeah. <laughs> or people that are, just aren't gonna leave us the fuck alone right. trying and, to get famous off us.
2: Yeah, an enemy and rune. I'm not super looking forward to that, but um you know, I think we both did what we needed to do to play our characters, so
1: and we're gonna have a good time here tonight on Fancy Pants. And with that I think it's time we uh Switch gears, you know, jump right back in and see where our characters are at. So last we left off, you guys found uh, the diamond. You went into an alley. or you, you go and you sort of play it, so you're looking into the facet of this diamond. You're watching these uh, the footage of, of these events that occurred. Um, you see your heroic exploits during the, the, the tragedy of Tythos, during the storm. Um, actually, I forgot to mention, you even see, following it all up, the moment you two meet In the sapphire, Uh, basically any you you think that any footage of you guys during the events has been transferred to this diamond, which means only this diamond holds this footage. Now, in order for this to see the uh, you you know being being broadcast to to the larger network as a whole, you need to find a way to get people in the citadel in 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 the auroral diamond. There's like a whole network inside that can essentially. Uh, upload footage and broadcast them out. That's where you see characters like Storyteller Oren. All this stuff. Different news networks and such. Uh, There's like one channel that all worlds share and you're going to need to find a way to get that out. Now, runes seem to imply that he had a means for you to do this. And when you go to his office, you found these papers to go to. Sapsunko, you find the map of Dinseng Night Market and the implication that the tortle John Franklin gave you was that Rune had a plan for you there, and he knows the plan. So your objective now is to get to the Dinsing Night Market on the world of Subsunko. This is the first time you've ever really traveled between worlds, and I guess in a way that like is isn't just going to the Cid El Zebulon. You went to Tithos once, and it was just insanity, you know, calamity. You never had a moment to, to really just think about the fact that this is your first time off world, right? And Jules, you—you you may have gone to the Citadel, but there's there's 24 other worlds out there that aren't yours.
0: Are, are we trying to take what he was trying to get us to do, like out from under him, and just do it ourselves without his?
1: That's the impression that, I got. Is that
0: what's happening? Well, we're at least we, we've at least cut him out. So, so, yeah. You
1: know yeah. what he, you know, you know, John Franklin knows what he wants you to do there. And if he had some kind of in for you okay. into, into like the fame and fortune of a luminary lifestyle, well, the, the path starts on Subsunco.
2: I'm not sure that Zebulon is smart enough to know what we're doing at Subsunko, mm-hmm. but I know that he's like, okay, we've got this map and we've got these writs. He sees an, so he that's sees an opportunity. Right. Yeah. he's He's just kind of like following the puzzle pieces. So. If anybody's gonna be doing any thinking ahead and like, hey man, we got a plan for this, it's probably not gonna be Zebulon.
1: And beyond following the puzzle pieces, this is also the only piece you have. It's the only direction you have to go because unless you get a full passport, which only can happen if you become luminaries or some other sort of dignitary, uh, you need a writ to go between worlds. They don't just allow free passage between all different worlds because of course that would just be chaos.
0: So when, when we go there... It, it, it's basically a one-way ticket, at least for the immediate time. You
1: can get back. I think going to the Citadel is basically uh, oh, free, something you could freebie.
0: do. Freebie?
1: Yeah, I think it's they, they okay. will monitor traffic between worlds. Like, certain worlds are going to, you know, be real careful about who they send in. And, I mean, it's okay. not like... It's like getting a passport in real life, but you got to be someone who can earn a passport. You know, Zebulon, you may have a chance, but your family might also get in the way. But Jules, I mean, on your own world, you're... Well, let's say you're a criminal. You're blacklisted, Jules. Yep, you're pretty blacklisted. You're gonna have a really hard time. But but uh, I digress. Here we are. Uh, you just seen this footage, and you know what there's to do next. What uh, what do you guys do now?
0: Well, we we gotta find a place to stay the night. I don't know where's where's the safe place anymore. I, I I don't know what to think about anybody. I mean, do you think it's safe to go back to see Gina? Seems like it might be the safest place, yeah. I mean, there's there's a
2: chance that somebody will come looking for me there. But we can't we can't stay out on the
0: street, right? How would the uh, how would she feel about the uh, little more company than just the three of us?
2: Well, what are you, what are you talking about?
0: Because I don't know if I want to leave my uh, my friends out in the cold either tonight. Well, I mean.
2: I guess if if that's where we're going to go, then then we can sure ask her.
0: Out of character. I have no idea where the fuck to go. <laughs> I haven't the slightest clue. It's,
1: it's hard. I mean, like, you have a place at the uh, Palace of Exile, but... That doesn't feel safe. No, not at all. Xena's doesn't really feel safe. There really isn't anywhere that is truly safe. That's the problem here. I mean, Xena... Zena can take care of herself, but Zena's also not exactly a trustworthy ally in her own right. way. Not out of it's... any sort of spite, but she's just a little off, you know.
2: Well, um, David, how how much gold would Zebulon have on him?
1: Huh. Well, well, how much gold do you have as a starting character? I mean, like you're 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 more dealing with what they give you for uh... an allowance. Yes, you're kind of get, you get an allowance. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not really in charge of your own right. money.
2: Um, starting character gold. I've got twenty-five gold. Damn. All right. Wow. I, I think I did that right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Take your uh, 25 gold.
2: What do you want to do with it? So Zeb will pull a couple coins out of his pocket. I guess we could try to use this. And what what does Zebulon know about the area as far as like a place to rent beds or something like that?
1: Interesting. Okay. Um. So you guys are currently probably around the Court of Whispers, around the the Great Iron Doors, the Preserve of the Ancestors, um, all that sort of clustered together. Uh, there's a main road, like a thoroughfare, that runs through this area and kind of runs, uh, spans all the way down the spiral, known as the Trade Discal. Um, this is where basically you're going to see a lot of, of trade between the different worlds and a lot of, like, touristy stuff, so to speak. Uh, if somebody wants to get, like, the mini-experience of a world, but not, not go all the way, uh, you're gonna find a little bit of everything from everywhere on the trade discall, and you'll also find a couple different inns, themed inns, and such. Surely you can find something, you know? Okay.
2: Well, um, well, give me a name of a place.
1: All right, let's uh, let's say, uh, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the spot now? Oh my gosh! So I'm we're... so. This is a bad date. <laughs> so sleep deprived you monster we're
2: walking down the street we're trying to find a place to stay you look and over, we come across
1: come across the pale the
2: damn it moonlight pale moonlight i hate pale it. moonlight uh, yeah, no. i hate it so <laughs> much terrible.
1: no the pale moonlight in we're going with it the the rusty wagon <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think we were going go in this direction
0: so, all right, are we staying at the Pale Moonlight Inn or the Rusty Wagon? I think we're staying at the Rusty Moonlight Inn. Oh, let's check. <laughs> we should check TripAdvisor first. All right.
1: So your intention is to stay at, stay at an inn here. Um, you do have the goal to pay for one. Just trying to think this through because are you bringing the Cherry Delights? Like, are you getting a bunch of rooms? Or are you going to leave them in the, in the Palace of Exile?
0: If I can afford it, I want to get them a room.
2: Why don't why don't you go get your friends? I don't friend. know if I can. Why don't you go get your friends? And uh we'll see if we can if we can stay at a place like this. Well, well I'll 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 go in and I'll I'll check the place out. I'll see what uh see what it looks like. See how many beds they
0: have? How how what how many friends are you bringing? Uh apart from me and Chester, we got six. Oh, six. Yeah. Uh, kind, kind, kind of inseparable. So wow. inseparable. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we're
1: tight. We're like a good family, you know.
0: Zeb's
2: like counting his coins. How much gold do you guys have? I got the. I got twenty-five. Okay, still a normal starting amount of gold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, normal, <laughs> normal level one.
2: Chester, how much gold do you have?
1: I'm flat broke.
2: Oh, I got nothing. And and I share it with the big guy here. Your six friends are they all broke? Most likely. Well, hopefully there's bunk beds.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, generally speaking, a room uh, overnight and then plus like a meal is going to cost you one gold. Okay. Oh. Per night. And
2: that's for like probably like a bed, two beds.
1: You probably maybe
0: might get two uh, beds. Honestly, in the room. honestly, if I can get a room for the six of them. We'll be good. These are some uh, actually strike that the eight of
2: us. Some interesting friends you've got there. I think you
0: got this wrong, Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let me let me go get the gang. We'll come back here and then we'll figure it out. All right, I'll go. I'll go inside.
1: The pale moonlight in. I guess we're going with that. My my brain is so fried. I I simply cannot think of a name.
0: <laughs> I simply cannot. I don't know. You put both of us on the spot last week, so...
1: Yeah. You monsters. <laughs> I did not expect an inn to happen when you have, like, multiple places to sleep. should just cut to tomorrow. Well, I don't know.
0: Steven makes a good... Or Zebulon makes a good point. That I makes mean, sense. Right, right now, it's either we stay at an inn away from any place where we would go, mm-hmm. or we just use our writs and get the fuck out of there. Well,
2: right. Because cause not, only, not only is your family going to be looking for you. I mean, Zebulon doesn't necessarily know that, but Zebulon isn't probably like, oh yeah, I'm going to go sleep on the floor at the refugee place. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. He also doesn't want to sleep on the street. So Zebulon's just thinking, I need a place to sleep. But meta-wise, his family's probably out looking for him. Mm-hmm. Your family's out looking for you. And now we're criminals.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I mean like...
0: Well, we're criminals and we got... uh who knows how many people he knows. Right. Yeah. He's yep. just spreading the fucking word.
1: Uh, I should note one more thing, actually. While you are... One, one thing you'll notice, uh, Jules, you would have caught on this, and Zebulon, you've been here forever. The uh, the Rural Diamond itself, it's... You, you see many sort of smaller like facets of this diamond all over the place, sort of chaotically spread around. And these giant sort of facets can each kind of act almost as a different screen here. Now, you'll see a number of them will showcase kind of in the sky above you at all times uh, like images from the Crystal Network. You can look up and, like I said, if, as long as you see the image, you can hear it. So you'll see, like, Storyteller Oren or or some talk show or some news event from a different world. Anything like that is always sort of playing in the background. But some of these facets also show, like you'd see at, like, an airport, for instance, uh, arrival and departure times for the Concord Jewels. Because there's a set time each day that each jewel might come down, you know, dock at the uh dock at the passage of respite, that, that sort of great um you know, crescent sort of docking bay at the top of the citadel and, and then depart, you know, and be an hour afterwards, give people time to load. Uh, you know that the Ruby conquered jewel, the one connected to Sipsunko, will next be departing uh at noon the following day.
2: Okay. So that gives us just enough time, we can have a good night's rest, we can lay low, um, and, and get to the to the Ruby for Shepchenko.
0: Right? Yeah, the sounds about right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about, uh, actually being able to get there and, uh, bored.
2: Well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but we're still talking, even though you already said and I already said that we split off.
1: Right, right, okay. Yes, yeah, so you guys are. Yes, you, <laughs> <laughs> you guys hang up your cell phones. Right, that, now, and, that, now we're splitting off.
2: You're <laughs> like shouting and, across the and, road. and break.
1: <laughs> you're just, just so far away from each other. It's the middle of the night. He's <laughs> like shut up out there. <laughs> we're trying to plan our trip to Sepsenko. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Zebulon, you're moving around. You're trying to find an inn you can stay at, and I think actually you go to the first few places, given the late hour. And the fact that this is the Radiant Citadel, and that a lot of people... Here's the thing, right? A lot of people had money when they left Tythos, and they didn't want to stay in the Palace of Exile. Mm. So a lot of inns are totally booked full. I think you're actually working your way all the way down to the very end of the Trade all going from in to in and just seeing no vacancy, no vacancy, no vacancy. Um, everything is booked solid. But you do see one at the very, very end. Uh, called the Ugly Coyote.
2: Who would name a business the Ugly Coyote?
1: You know, it doesn't look like someone who who, who takes very good care of their business. I'll tell you that. You, you look up
2: and see. <laughs> but you don't think that they want to at least put on like a good front. They're just like, hey, you know what? I know what we are.
1: No, that's it. But they know what they are, and their 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 clientele is a certain kind of person. That, you know, uh, the uh, kind of person that likes the idea of an inn called the Ugly Coyote. I
0: <laughs> mean, you can at least be like the the. The pretty coyote, right? Or the, or the, <laughs> the
1: uh, coyote in? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you see, you see a pretty, pretty like, you know, pretty scarred, pretty barren-looking building. And
2: there's a guy out front with an eye
1: patch. Absolutely, there is. <laughs> <laughs> smoking <laughs> a smoking a cigar, his arms just loaded with oh, fucking arm hair.
0: Nice. Yeah. And tattoos.
1: Oh yeah, tattoos everywhere.
0: But if um, it, if he's got so much arm hair, can you see the tattoos? Mm, yeah. We need these details, David.
1: You can see on the underside of his arms. He shaves his arms around the tattoos. Bam, gotcha. Okay, that's cool. That sounds like an ugly coyote. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so you just can see there's this this sign above the the inn that's just like like this coyote with like big snaggle teeth and like patches of hair. It's it's, it's but one it's, of the chains awful. is
2: broken, so it's like hanging. Oh, absolutely! Diagonally. It's probably on purpose. Yeah, and uh, and the chains rusting.
1: You look at this and you're like, okay, and well, it this is my wind. this is my only option. So uh, I'll make it that way you will. But that is that is where you can stay this night.
2: All right. The Zeb's going to walk into the Ugly Coyote Inn. This, this has been worse than the Sapphire Seat
0: discussion.
1: <laughs> you walk over and open like a <laughs> saloon-style door. Of course. <laughs> That's what they sound like when they... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. You walk in the... You walk inside the, uh, the main part of the inn, you see, even though it's it's like the middle of the night, there's still two or three people in the corners of the room just very sadly drinking, drinking themselves. whiskey? Into a stupor. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I get you. Oh, yeah. It's like, and it's, it is like cheap whiskey. It's, it's rank in here. Just sweat, cheap whiskey, and tobacco just smashes your nose the second you open those this seesaw and, door. and there's a
2: dog with mange on the floor in front of the fireplace. It's a coyote
1: with mange on the on the, on the floor. <laughs> You fool.
2: Um, all right. Do, does Zebulon see anybody who looks like a proprietor?
1: Um, you do see someone up behind the bar, just a really, uh, real big, real burly guy. It's because he had an eye patch. We already gave a guy an eye patch. No, no,
2: he's got, he's got an eye patch on the other eye. He's
1: got an ear patch. <laughs> and uh, And a peg leg. <laughs> Hell yeah. You um, see he's kind of wearing a... Uh, this sort of rustic-looking overalls, dark skin, very uh, big, rugged, black beard of just coarse, coarse hair and shaved head. I mean, he's just kind of scowling in your direction when you walk in. I mean, you you look so out of place in this establishment. It is ridiculous.
2: All right, well, Sebulon wants nothing more than to fit in. <laughs> oh, this will be good. So he's going to go up to the bar Lean, lean with one arm. Oh my God. Point to the, the Patriot at the other end of the bar. i will have what (laughs) he's (laughs) having.
1: The guy, guy just like (laughs) looks at you, gets (laughs) real, gets real close. It's, you smell like his own whiskey breath. Like, yo, just so close. It's it's hot in your face. He's just,
2: you sure about that boy? And Zebulon takes out What's a drink cost, like a, a copper or a silver or something like that? Here, probably a copper. Okay, so Zebulon will take out a silver and put it down on the bar. That's for my tab. I got friends coming. <laughs> <laughs> they, might right. be, they might be thirsty too.
1: All right. Oh, hell, okay. So you just kind of, there's a quick nod. Like, all right. Well, hope you like it strong.
2: As he's as he's pouring the drink, uh, Zebulon will kind of start to make conversation. We're looking to uh, we're looking to shit tonight. night.
1: That's so. What? God damn it, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, alright, we're gonna fucking book it. Well, you get through this session, we're gonna, we're gonna get off the radio sand out, and then fucking Zebulon's in a bar, and I don't know what to do. It's okay, you can speed it up. God. No, I can't. This is gold. Ah. <clears throat> alright. Really? That's so. We'll bring someone like <clears throat> <over> you. My- <laughs> God, Steven. <laughs> I can't look you in the face
2: right now. Do you want to pause it for like two minutes?
0: Yes, my stomach hurts.
2: <laughs> Get composure. God. Oh my God.
1: We're back. And uh, she so looks at you. Again, you're smelling this, this hot whiskey breath. Just, just what brings someone like you into my own fine establishment? Well, we, we found ourselves a lot of places to stay tonight,
2: and, uh, thought this would fit the bill. So, do you think you have a place?
1: I reckon I might. What's, uh, what's that gonna cost us? Uh, For you, friend, I'll say a gold or Rome. Looks like you might be good for it. Just kinda eyeing your, your fine studded leather armor, little swords at your hip.
2: What's, uh... Friend, huh? What's, what's your name, friend? You can call me Ader. Ader? How many, uh. How many can we squeeze
1: in a room? Hmm. Depends mm-hmm. on how comfortable you want to be. Rooms are large enough to profit for per. How about.
2: How about I give you two gold now? And,
1: uh. We'll see what happens. Alrighty. I'll take two rooms. I'll take two gold. And he just plucks them from you. Um, You got a drink in front of you. You want to hit it? Yeah, well, I I guess uh, my friends aren't here yet, so... He, like, looks at you and he looks at the drink. He's like, you gonna... you gonna take it? (laughs) He's just, like, watching expectantly and kind of excitedly to see how you handle this. Oh, yeah. I was letting it breathe. Yeah. (laughs) All right, yeah. It takes a drink. All right, give me a Constitution savings, bro. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's plus zero, by the way. I can. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, hey, that's a sixteen. Wow, Simulon, you hold it well. You just you pound this thing down. It tastes like liquid hell. <laughs> um, I imagine like you're, you're you're you you take this in and there's a little bit of fire <laughs> breath like. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: That was too much cough for a 16, though.
1: I mean, you're still Zebulon. All right. But but (laughs) he's not wrong. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, maybe you actually take that in. I think uh, A.R. kind of looks at you, almost looks impressed, nods, and moves down the bar to help the other patrons. That guy's pounding around asking for a drink, and uh, I think some time passes. You're just hanging out, and the doors, saloon (laughs) doors, That's what they sound like, and Jules walks in with a, a, a bunch of children in the, in, a, in this establishment, which seems like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm, it's a
0: fantastic idea.
2: I'm gonna say that Zebulon's face is probably just as surprised as uh, what was the barkeep's name again?
0: Aaron. Ader. Yeah. No, as as I walk in, I just kind of kind of walk in and just kind of look around frantically. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. What? Hey, Zap.
1: Zap. Oh hey hey guys! Oh, hey guys! <laughs> so you're just met by this like pile of of children essentially.
2: I I didn't realize you had kids, Jules. What? Are these are these all your kids?
1: Uh, round stuff. The little tiefling girl just jumps forward like, yep, yeah, we are. What? Uh, what?
0: Right? These are my pals, my best friends. Yeah, we're kids and we're his.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, it's... Um, I'm Zebulon.
0: Uh, Zebulon. Uh, let, let me introduce you. All right, well, you know Chester right here. How you doing? Chester. Gotcha.
1: over here. We got Fibro. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you see this, uh, half elf, uh, very tall, very lanky. Fibro, we got the mulligan's folligan, a uh, little copper skinned dwarf with a blonde, wispy beard. Just says, Oh, hey, do they serve food here in this establishment? Or Molly, Folly. Fully. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Got Paul. Oh, that was um, Paul. Yeah, small human with very vague expression. Just small Paul. Uh, I think he's nine years old. Just says hi. Hi, hi, Paul. Small Paul.
0: Uh, miskin somewhere. I'm sure you meet them at some point.
1: Like you look you, you, at that point, you peek up at the doorway and just like in the doorway in the shadows, you see a green skinned little half orc boy, just like peek in, scan the room, nod. And just kind of vanish hey hey buddy (laughs) famous and uh this here is uh round stuff little tiefling in a rabbit onesie just hi oh my gosh hi your name is ebulon uh yeah i don't know what you are but you're a lizard right hi round stuff uh almost wow you have nice wings do they do anything
2: uh no 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 nice to meet you round stuff wow yeah
0: (laughs) i really apologize for bringing all this right to your doorstep (laughs)
2: It, it, wasn't, uh, <laughs> it was a good thing
0: I had a drink. Hello, folks. Future Jeremy here, unfortunately, once again. Uh, in all the zaniness of this little inn scene here, I completely spaced out and forgot to introduce Jeans. I am so ashamed. So, uh, what, are you able to get us a room? I mean, the to pitch in a bit? I'm not sure what's, what's going well, on Well, uh, we,
2: we, got, we got two rooms. He, he said that...
0: We could probably squeeze four in a room. I mean, we only need one room. That's, that's plenty big. Oh,
1: thank goodness. I want to stay with Zebulon.
0: No, let's, uh, let, let But let, I want to
1: stay with Zebulon. Let,
0: let's give Zebulon his space. Uh, oh, thank goodness. I, I know this is a little overwhelming. And Zebulon's just down the him bar. His space. Uh, one more, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think if you all, you all, uh, I don't know if you guys stay and drink at all or if you head right to sleep. It's already very late, and you know you have uh, to be out of here at noon. Jules is going to pound one. Okay. Give me a con save. It's see shape you're in tomorrow. Zebulon, you want another one? Give me another con save. Ah, oh, son of a... Yeah, you, you said it.
2: I did. Too late now. I'm not backing out oh, now. Did. I'm not going to I'm not gonna back out in front of eight. Or are you kidding me?
1: I got a nat 20. Oh, my gosh.
2: I got a four. All
1: uh, right, Zebulon is... He takes a second one, and now it's like that first one... It uh, didn't quite hit you, but now it all hits you at once. Uh, and you're okay. like practically falling Drunk off, your, practically Great. Fall off your stool.
0: Great. This will be fun.
1: Chester is clapping. He's delighted. Like, oh,
0: Jules, you see this? I'm really glad you have you in the room now. I, I didn't
2: think I was going to like these kids so much. I got to tell you. <laughs> you kids are all right, though.
0: Who was it that wanted to stay in Zeb's room? Round round stuff. Round
2: stuff.
1: Roundstuff stuff is all over you right now. Uh, she's just like, like, did you hear that? And she's playing with her tail. Did I'm, you hear that? Did you hear all right, that? All right, Round stuff, go ahead. Go ahead. Ah. go
2: ahead. I'm kind of scared of this one, but
1: can I call you Uncle Zeb?
2: <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: Wow, Uncle Zeb. I never what? had an uncle before. Did you know that?
2: Yeah. What? What? <laughs> can you just round stuff? Can I call you stuff?
1: I would be honored.
2: Stuff, can you just take me to get some sleep?
1: Yeah, okay. okay. I'll tell you all about my. I made a story today.
2: Zebulon's not really listening, but it's he's. It's about a
1: princess who meets a star. I'll tell you all about it on the way up.
2: Leaning a pretty considerable amount of weight on round stuff.
1: So yeah, you're just you're just like being pulled <laughs> upstairs by this by this little tiefling uh, who's taking you to your room. Actually, I'm curious about this. Chester, Chester, like looks over at your drink. Is like, hey, Jules, want to get me one of those? Hey bartender, one more. He pours you one. Chester takes a
0: takes a I'm gonna am I'm just yeah, just I slide it over a little slowly, a little cautiously, kinda I don't know I don't know if you can handle this, but there you go. He crushes
1: it actually. <laughs> he just oh my God. And he just boom, nice. uh, drinks it. He's, he's just like oh, Wow, I haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> oh <that's... laughs>
2: the thirteen year old child hasn't had one of those in a while. <laughs>
1: that is nasty. Hey, this this, you missed this, it. this is this is fantasy. Yeah.
2: Fantasy Pants does not condone underage drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um also the night draws on. Have you told them yet, Jules, that you're intending to leave on the morrow? No.
0: I think I'm waiting until the morning.
1: Okay. I think Chester. Um, I, Chester. Kinda, I
0: kinda wanna have I wanna have one night okay. with them. I think. Where everything's normal, everything's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all just having a good time. He probably got some food. You know, Aider probably wasn't really prepared to run the kitchen. but. uh, And I think most of the time, I'm not
0: really talking all that much. I think I'm just observing and watching and
1: smiling. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, so you're just watching. You know, Mulligan gets a a big plate full of, uh, you know, probably older, like not, not... I think it's probably cold meats and breads and such, but he's just... Hounding them, going crazy. He hasn't had, he's been having living off of rations for a few days now. Uh, he is delighted. You see Fibro's just going over his notes again. He, he managed to accrue a little bit more while he was here. Uh, he's actually spoken to a few few mages from off-world, and he's been like doing some of his own research. Uh, he's, he's very, very excitable. Nice. Uh, round stuff's upstairs, of course. Paul just kind of vacantly sitting next to Fibro and just seems happy, seems to be enjoying himself. Um, I'm curious how Chester's doing. Chester is interesting. Chester looks a little troubled. Um, He knows that you're planning on leaving tomorrow. He knows that he's planning on going with you. And you see he keeps on looking a few stools down where Jeans is sitting. And looking away. She's kind of just passively, you know, sitting and uh, she looks pretty solemn, you know. A lot of bad stuff's been going down lately. Maybe she doesn't under doesn't really know what's coming here, but mm. what you think about Chester? Huh? Well Oh, nothing. Nothing, Jules. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm just...
0: we've known each other long enough. What you thinking about?
1: We're planning on going tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think so. Off world. You know I can't leave you. <laughs> I'm gonna be there with you. I don't know how we're going to make it work. I don't have a writ, but we'll find a way, right? We'll get you there. I don't want to go anywhere without you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you see his smiles, and this smile kind of seems to falter a little bit. Uh, it's not forever. I know, I know. We'll be back quick. I just, I worry, you know? I know, me too. They'll be okay, right, Jules? I think so. I think so and we gotta do this yeah for them we we gotta and he just looks right over at Jean's. and I think this time she kind of notices and looks at him quizzically and he just turns his gaze away really fast we gotta do this oh, Chester yeah
0: you know everything I do it's all for you and them every yeah.
1: single thing I know I'm always gonna back you up, Jules. You can count on me. I know. I know. And uh you just kinda sit there quietly for a while. The night draws on. Until everyone starts to go up to their rooms or their room and just fall asleep. I'm not going to sleep.
0: No? No, I'm. I'm just gonna sit there in the room.
1: All right. You know what? I have an idea for that then. I'll drink a beer first though. <laughs> I need. Yeah, I need to sip a beer after that. Jules, you. Everyone else falls asleep. Everyone goes up. I think the last one to go is Chester, except for Jean's, who's still just sitting a few few stools down. Mm. And he gets up awkwardly, like walks past her. Stops for a second, he wants to say something, and then just keeps going, goes up the stairs and vanishes. And once he's gone, Jeans looks over at you, and now at this point in the night, it is late, late, late. Ader's staring at you like, Guys, what are you doing? And Jeans uh, sort of steps off her stool, moves down to the one right beside you, and just looks you in the eyes, and says, Are you going to tell me what's going on, or do I have to figure it all out myself?
0: Oh, there's no hiding nothing from you. No. I'll just come off straight with it then. Uh Justin and I have to we gotta be someplace in the morning. And it's not here.
1: She stares at you for a long while, eyes narrowing a little bit, and she just purses her lips like she's thinking real hard and says This place is it dangerous? Probably. Why are you taking Chester? Jules, you can take care of yourself. I've seen it. Why him? Isn't it better to let him stay? He's not like you, you know. He, he acts tough, but he's... He's fragile. He'll do anything for you. He'll, he'll die if you ask him to. You know that.
0: I don't want to do this alone. And I need you guys with me. But I can't take all of you. I need Chester. I need to be close to you. She
1: just nods. All right? It's scary sometimes. The sort of power you have over people. Even I, I feel like you can convince me of anything, Jules, if it's you. It's not all it seems to be. She just nods and slides back the stool and just says well if you're going somewhere tomorrow it's best we sleep I'm going anyway go get some rest you take care of him Jules keep him safe always and she goes to the stairs and disappears and you're alone you are alone
0: I ordered another drink.
1: Let's cut to the morning. Zebulon, you are passed out. Is this the first time you've ever had, like, a hard drink? Um,
2: I mean, at least in excess. I think two drinks is excess for Zebulon. Okay. You know, uh, champagne at a party, maybe, or, you know, a, a fantasy beer with his older brother. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, let's say <laughs> that I, I'm. I'm going to say that this is probably his first hangover. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you're probably really groaning as uh, as you're being slapped awake repeatedly by a small tiefling. Come on, come on. Oh, I
2: don't. I don't think Zebulon immediately remembers that he agreed <laughs> to letting Roundstuff sleep somewhere in his room <laughs> on the other bed. So he.
1: You, see was, it, you just wake up and see a rabbit in your bed, and you're like, "What? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you're awake."
2: Um, uh, round stuff. Right.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> and maybe he's a little sick.
1: <laughs> you have to go, right? Oh, actually, no, she doesn't know that. No I, I
2: think I should, I should meet up with Jules and see what he's up to this morning. Uh, we got some plans, so. Oh, uh, plans? Yeah. Jules and I were headed to Shub. Subway, Sheb. Shebna
1: Sebsenko. That's a different. That's a, that's, a, that's a different world. We're going off world. You're going off world.
2: This, and this you're taking
1: my...
2: me. Oh, I didn't.
1: I can't believe, guys. Pink she just show. jumps off the bed and runs to the door and just. Hold on a second. Door, and she's out in the hallway screaming, "Guys, guys, we're going to Sepsanko! I don't think that's. Jules is taking all of us to Sepsanko! You just hear Chester, and, and as, you, as you wake up to the sound of this, and the sound of Chester, going, oh, shit, shit, Zebulon. I didn't, uh, I'm not waking up. I'm still at the bar. Oh, shit. So you hear this upstairs as you're sitting at the bar. You hear, like, suddenly round stuff gets up, first one awake, and starts screaming to everybody that they're going to, some Sunco. Uh, <laughs> what do you do, just wait for them to come down? Because I will say, you hear, like, in a moment, just like, do do do, 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 do a patter of many feet as... Uh, a thunder. A thunder of orphans? What does that mean? I, I don't uh, know. I, I order, think, it's, I
0: think I, it's a murder.
1: St- a murder of orphans. <laughs> a murder of orphans. Thunders uh, down the stairs. As
0: I hear this, I order another drink. <laughs> so you just how, made Ader it, stay there all night long? How, much, Ader's uh, gone how now. much do I owe? Yeah, he just left you a bottle. He, he just I, left, he just left bottle. the bottle. He yeah. left yeah. the
1: bottle. <laughs> he went to sleep. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, he just left <laughs> the bottle. He's like He's got this small nook behind the, in, 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 like a little room behind the bar. He just goes in. You can hear him snoring back there. <laughs> he, you has been listening to him snore for like three hours now. Um, but yeah, you just see that yeah, all day so that, all... <laughs> that, that,
0: That's where I'm at. I'm not going to move. You pour another I'm drink. I'm not going to move from that spot.
1: And you just kind of suddenly find yourself uh, in a ring of orphans as they all just kind of surround you. Uh, hands on hips and such. Chester, Chester and jeans are kind of off in the in the background. Uh more just quietly sort of observing this and and you know making making sort of their glances at each other. But uh yeah, not great. I think Fibro speaks up first just like is there something you want to tell us Jules? Sounds like you guys already know what's going on. So it's it's true? You're we, you're leaving? You're going off world? Yeah. Uh, yeah why are we why are we leaving i mean are, are we getting relocated is that it So, sunco is nice i've heard they got really nice local cuisine the noodle shops are fantastic
0: we are not
1: leaving what
0: but oh uh, no round chester, Ramstu- chester and i we're we're going away for a little bit just just a little
1: bit
2: I think this is probably the time where Zebulon finally makes his way down the stairs.
1: Yeah, you're you're kinda of awkwardly walking just into the Just Standing this, like,
2: at like the outskirts.
1: Just kinda of, just kinda of the just like that.
2: Even even Zeb can feel the tension in the room.
1: Yeah. Um you just hear suddenly right next to you, like it wasn't there before, but there's a presence just sitting on the like standing on the bar. You see Miskins just there, like it's just really a good idea, Jules. You and Chester alone out there, no backup. What could be worth it?
0: You all are worth it. And that's why we're doing this. I, w- I wish I could take you all with us.
1: What, why don't you? Roundstuff's just looking at you with these big puppy dog eyes. Why don't we all just go together? We always stay together. We left Tythos together, and we were here together. And, 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 and
0: we will be together. Just after we do what we gotta do. How, how, how long will that take? I don't I don't know. I don't know. What? Do,
1: what do we do without you?
0: You love each other. You take care of each other. And when we come back, it's it, it'll be good again. It'll be great again. But right now, we gotta do what we gotta do,
1: and that that's all we can do. I see, a lot of faces are looking down. I think Chester steps forward like, Hey, guys, come on. It's Jules, right? You know we will be back. He'll be back and better and stronger than ever. And yet, Jeans, I mean, Jeans, look at her. She's so responsible and smart. She'll take care of you. Uh, right, Jeans? And she just kind of smiles at him and smiles at the rest of them, and they look a little bit better about it.
0: This is only for a little while, guys. And then we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be better than ever. I promise you that.
1: And Zebulon, you are, I imagine, kind of standing at the bottom of the stairs, looking on through the railings, and watching as Jules Roach vanishes beneath a pile of orphans, as they just—what's the word? Pig pile. Pig, Pig pile. Dog, dog, dog pile. pile. That's the one. As they just dog, dog pile on him.
2: Yeah, I think I think Zebulon's kind of like standing there mouth agape. This isn't really the he doesn't have this kind of tenderness with his own family. Never mind a ragtag group of orphans who who don't share blood relation. Um so he's touched and confused at the same time.
1: So I think time is passing and then we're getting close to when you guys got to get out. You stayed up late. You have until noon, but you don't know what the procedures are going to be once you actually reach the uh, reach the site.
0: I think it's... Uh, I think it's time to go, Zeb. Yeah, just... Give me one second.
2: And uh, Zeb walks over to Ader's little office there. <laughs> is is Ader awake yet?
1: He's still snoring.
2: Okay, so then Zeb will scratch a little note on a little scratch of paper scrap of paper that just says uh you know watch over the kids for as long as you can and he leaves them that note and five gold pieces oh okay you know kind of like asking him to try to make a place for them there put them to work whatever to keep them safe
1: okay wow the ugly coyote is now uh now our home base i didn't uh didn't see that coming. Great. So you, I mean, you you know this from last episode. We have taken over this campaign. It's true. It's true. I have no power now. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So you guys leave. Um, I, I mean, I think I think you're you're heading out, and I think the the, the children go to follow you in a way, like they want to see you off. And Jean's, I like, think, like starts grabbing, like like ground stuffs in the front, and Jean's kind of grabs her and pulls her back. It's like, no, I think it's best we stay here we're safe here hey hey stuff come here (laughs) stuff she comes there stuff she dances over
2: um I don't I don't want you to worry too much about these guys Uncle Zebulon's gonna be there to to make sure they come
1: back safe she starts crying (laughs) (laughs) just kidding I was gonna say, I was like, I thought we had a good thing coming. <laughs> oh, and uh, oh god, she's she just nods and and she looks kind us that way, she's like wiping tears from her eyes, like okay.
2: And kind of like as a show of a show of force, he he blows a little bit of like black smoke out of his nostrils. Like a,
1: <sighs> Whoa!
2: I'll, I'll keep him safe.
1: You you have dragon. Ma- he he has dragon magic, and she's like always running off to tell Paul. Who just sort of staring blankly uh, at you, Jules, and just says, Safe. Be safe. You too, Ball. And uh, I think with that, Chester ushers you outside. And I think we start walking down the road. Come on, Chester. <laughs> 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 Sorry, talk, I talk to myself. <laughs> Come on, Jules. We gotta go. Goodbyes are awful. I'm 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 out I'm out of here. Let's get the show on the road. All right, and you guys are moving. You got a ways to go, you know. Curl, you're, you're like I said, you're at the very back bottom of the the trade discal, as far away from the passage of respite as possible. Because, I mean, nobody funnels down far enough to go to the fucking ugly coyote for good reason. <laughs> you're both very itchy today, by the way. Uh, just to, just a side note. Maybe Bad bugs? Maybe you don't know. <laughs>
2: Didn't get a role for that?
1: No. <laughs> Thanks. You you're, you made the choice to stay at a place called the Ugly Coyote. No, we didn't oh have a God. choice. Oh, my God. You could have slept in the street <laughs> like an idiot.
2: Would have been much cleaner in the street.
0: <laughs> what do you it, call Probably. Are you calling me and my own idiots? Oh, <sighs> I mean, I'll accept that in <laughs> Zebulon's case. This DM's an asshole.
1: <laughs> so you... uh. Well, time is short, but you know what? We're doing this anyway. You guys are moving up the street, past the court of whispers. You pass the, the preserve of the ancestors, the great iron door that moves into the radiant citadel itself, into into the, the the ethereal diamond. What's the fucking word? Auroral diamond. Boom. We got it. That's it. All right. And you're working your way up and up, uh, and then you're passing the palace of exile, and you hear a voice say. Zebulon? Zebulon! Hey! Zebulon! Oh, shit. There you are! Ah. And you turn and see Arhalon. Oh, hey! You see immediately that he has two arms.
2: Oh. Hey! And Zebulon runs over.
1: Hey! <laughs> oh, what? Hey, you look great. Yes. <laughs> where have you been? He goes and like tries to grab you in a hug, and you see he only uses one arm. The other one like twitches a little bit. Uh, he's just like, Do you see? They, uh, I just came back from the house of convalescence. The shoe bears brought someone in to, to, well, rejuvenate my lost limb. Oh my goodness. Arhalon, that's. Wow. That's so great. Yes, it'll take some time. The, wow, uh, look at you. Something about the, the lightning magic that and carried on his blade. It, it, it severed the nerves and burned them, so I. It's gonna take time to, to regain any sort of movement to control all that, but I, I'm doing exercises, and very soon, very soon, your big brother's gonna be back to his old glory. <laughs> I'm.
2: I'm really sorry, Arlan. About everything. There's,
1: there's nothing to be sorry about, Zeb. No, no, it's. I. Everything's great,
2: don't you see? I know. Wasn't really my fault, and there wasn't—I don't know. Maybe there was more I could do, but I just—I didn't want to be at home for a little while, and I'm sorry about that.
1: Hey, hey, it's—it's—it's it's, it's fine. I was—I uh, was unlivable, and I—I I apologize. But everything's fine. We're—it's all going to go back to normal now, just like it was. Yeah. Well, who's a uh, who's I, your friend here? I
2: made some friends. Yes. Um, we're uh, gonna. Well, we're just gonna go, hang out for a little, and I'll and I'll key you and it'll be normal.
1: Roll me a deception check.
2: So 17. It's
1: pretty good, okay. Pretty good. He looks at you though, and there's still something like I think there's still a little something he doesn't quite like. I don't think he doesn't trust. I think he's just like he's, he, you see his eyes sort of wins for a second and he looks up and he's who is who is this I, I, int- introduce me
2: please well this is um, hey uh, guys you want to come over here for just a sec um, this is my brother Arhalan. Uh arhalon these are these are my friends um, I drink whiskey now oh is that right
1: it's, uh, how fun how fun you're Zebulon's friends then ha Lon. E- that right? Yep, you got it. Pleased to meet you. Jules LaRoche. Hey, he takes your and You're like the only one that's even close to his height. Um he just that's takes not your hand and like, and like he like grips it hard, like it's just it, it, almost a show of like his his, his pure strength and just ha <laughs> Say LaRoche. Are you Are you that Jules LaRoche? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this is Chester. Hey, I'm I'm Chester. You're a uh, pretty big guy. And he just uh, he's still he's still watching, looking at you, Jules, and he's shaking your hand for too long and just kind of staring down at you, and then just like let's. And I I I pull my hand away after
0: he, after an uncomfortable length.
1: And he he kind of like that sort of snaps him out of. It. He's like, Ah, oh, yes, <laughs> right. Sebulon, could we walk for a moment, just you and I? Ah. Please, just for a moment. Sure, yeah. We're going to be late. Tangle, but...
2: We're going to be late, but yeah. Um,
1: gosh, how about I... I'll meet you there. I'll, I'll catch up. All right. All right, Zeb will be there. He sort of turns with you, Zeb, and you begin to walk sort of off the main road and like off to the sides, um, sort of deeper into the pa- the Palace of Exile um, sort of area, like, like past where your apartment is. Um almost walking up to like the the edge of the citadel, at least in that direction, he's just as as you go, he's he's talking. He's <laughs> Wow, Zebulon. You're really moving up. Made friends with uh Jules Roche. he's pretty famous, you know. Ah, uh, well yeah, we just kinda
2: it was happenstance. Um But but we're we're getting along, so you
1: know, I'm what's this about? I'm kinda anxious to get back to my friends. Well, I just wanted to talk. Your, your your brother wants to talk. It's been a few days, and a lot has happened between us. I, to tell you the truth, it's 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 been hard for me, Zebulon. I mean, my arm is, is how it is. And
2: I know, and it, it it makes me feel a lot better to to see you, uh, whole again. I just I I don't
1: I don't have friends. Well, you didn't, I've never had friends. You don't you don't <laughs> you never needed friends, Zebulon. we... Well, this is, this is good though. It's. I mean, you know
2: I it. I do now.
1: Yes, yes, I understand, because I was gone for a bit there, and I understand why you would look out for somebody else. But Zebulon, it's it's always been us, you know? Mother is, well, you know how Mother is. Likely to forget us when she sees a curious bubble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, and Father, well, we... Father. Father. He almost gets this foggy-like, distant look in his eyes. Well, yeah. and with grandmother, as she, she never, never has time for us. It's just always been me and you. So, you know, why not have the day together? Huh? You could hang out another day, right? I mean, well, we've we've got
2: plans, though, and, um, you know, I'm I'm sorry.
1: I I, I understand. I do, but <laughs> Zebulon, I and he just I think he reached a point now where he's like almost at the edge of the citadel. And he kind of climbs up on it. I imagine there's sort of a, a small, like, rocky slope that that borders it. And he sort of climbs up on top of it. And he's staring down, uh, down at the sort of ethereal fog all around the citadel. And down at the keening gloom far below, just still roaring. There's this constant cyclone. He's staring down mm-hmm. the the He's. It's been hard. So, you, you know I'm always going to protect you, right? I'm your big brother. You don't... You don't need to worry, you don't need anyone else. I will always protect you, but I, well, I, I need your help for that, right now. I need you, I need you to do something for me, okay? Well, I,
2: I, I won't forget that, Arhan, but I don't, I don't always need your protection. I mean,
1: sometimes I can just go be myself. No, no, <laughs> Se- Sebulon, you, you almost died on Tythos. You almost died because I wasn't there to protect you, but I'm gonna get stronger. I Your almost, big brother's going to get stronger. I just—he needs something from you to do it. Okay. I almost died because those crazy people took a fucking carriage. Sorry. A Thinking carriage language. You never—you never spoke like that before. On the sapphire. I just get this impression that you're—you're you're starting to become someone that isn't you, and that maybe isn't—maybe that's not right for you. you are you 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 are slipping away. Look! Look down there. Look at it.
2: There's so much out there.
1: I haven't seen any of it. You left this world once and almost died. We all almost died. If the luminaries... If the luminaries hadn't shown up when they did... Sebulon, I want to be me again. Okay? And Uh I need you to do something for me. I need you to, as your brother, do something for me. Will you? Will you? One request. Of course. Arlon, what do you you want? And he kind of takes this breath, kind of calm, smiles a little bit and says, I want you to throw your swords over. I want you to toss them into the gloom. You don't need them. You're not going to use them again.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm not going
1: to do that. He looks at you and you see like, he is fucking serious. His eyes bore into you, and they're just hot. I think you are, Sebulon. Take your swords and toss them into the gloom. And then I'll protect you, and it'll be just like it always was. Well, how are we going to train together if I don't have any cures? You don't need to train anymore. I don't need your help training. I just need to know you're behind me. As long as I know that you're there behind me, the, I can fight at my fullest. Don't you want to help me? This is me helping you. This is for you. I, I, I always do it for you.
2: I got these shorts from you. I, I think I'd like to keep them.
1: And, and I would like you to destroy them. I, I don't know why this is so hard. I made a mistake. You, you shouldn't have them. This is a really weird thing to ask.
2: I don't ask you to throw your stuff over the... side of the... world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. No. It can be both ways. No, it can't. Not anymore. You're scaring me, Arlon. I... You're scaring me, Zebulon. Suddenly you're just changing. You're swearing, you're hanging out with hooligans like Jules La Roche. Disappearing for nights, going off on... Well, I don't even know where. I see you're heading towards the passage of respite. Maybe it's about time that I grew up.
2: Surely seems to think so. Thinks I'm nothing but a full kid. If that's what you want,
1: I'll have no part of it. Well, what does that mean? It means what it means, Zebulon. If you want to go, go.
2: Are you saying that I can't come back?
1: He doesn't answer you. He just keeps staring at you. Glaring at you. Zebulon intense and heavy.
2: Starts to take a couple of steps back. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to just stay here and be afraid anymore. I want to see what the worlds have to offer. Don't you want to see what's out there? I've never left the Citadel. We went to Tylos, sure, but
1: there's so much more. He just stares. Unmoved. And
2: Julie's a Julie's a pretty good guy. And Zebulon's still backing up step by step as he's talking. We we got into a fight together. Um <laughs> It's pretty cool. And and I I did alright. I, I have you to thank for that. He winces. I think maybe I'll be stronger the next time I see you. Um, but don't, don't worry or anything. I think Julius and I are going to be, well, we're going to have a good time. We're going to be okay. So I'll, uh, I'll see you around, big brother. Yeah, it turns to leave.
1: And you just start to move and you just hear behind you. You're making a mistake. It's a mistake, Sebulon. You're making a mistake. Zebulon, get back here. Zebulon, get back here. Zebulon.
2: I'm not afraid to make mistakes anymore.
1: Oh, shit. And you dash back out to Jules and Chester who are waiting in the street. And you all turn as you look ahead. You see up the road from you the passage of respite. The great docking bay. And you can see, breaking away from its constant orbit, this great ruby begins to slowly pull in to dock. Chester just looks over at him, looks over at you, Jules. You ready? Let's do it. And as the ruby comes and connects the land ahead, we see these three figures moving down the steps towards a new adventure on a new world. And we'll call it there.